Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hey, how's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome to episode 75 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom, representing the kingdom, myself, Brad Simcox, and our headlines editor, Tom Childs. After having a few technical issues last week, we are finally back and ready to discuss the goings-on in Chiefs Kingdom. We'll be reacting to the Chiefs Super Bowl ring ceremony, asking the question, is Veach actually playing Moneyball? And... We'll be taking a look through the latest stories from our headlines. But first. start the show this time mate i think we're gonna wish each other a happy father's day have you had a good one that was a shock i wasn't expecting that um <laughs> yeah it was good actually yeah my, my kids were good for half of the day oh, uh, <laughs> that's, that, mate that in currency value that that's like legendary that isn't it yeah it was you know it was lovely it was lovely i just i went to the cricket at the weekend i went to birmingham to watch the second uh day of the ashes oh. so um I come back on Sunday morning, Father's Day, slightly worse wear. But no, it was, it, was, it was a lovely day, thank you. How was yours? Very good, mate. I uh, got out on the motorbike for a bit. I chilled out. I went out with the lads. I had fish and chips at a pub. Yeah. And then came back and got bubble tea with my daughter and my son. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, That's never nice. tried bubble tea before. Apparently, it's an Asian drink that everybody's going mad for. And my daughter was like, she'd seen it on YouTube. I don't know who she watches, but... She said, I want to try some bubble tea. I got a big, massive bubble tea. They only come in one size. She took one sip out of it. Cost me like six quid to get this thing. Didn't Other like teas it. are available, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not like proper British tea. Go and put the kettle on. You take sugar. No, thank you, Turkish. I'm sweet enough. It's like, no. it's Asian. It's milk, basically. It's milk with these like squishy balls on the bottom and the... You've got to suck them up through the straw and that. It's such a weird texture and a weird feeling. Just, yeah. Do you know I don't like tea anymore? You, what? I got COVID. Oh, well, I'm pretty sure I got COVID early on in the pandemic and my taste buds changed and now I don't drink tea. I am a British man that does not drink tea. The entire British Empire was built on cups of tea. Yeah, and look what happened to that. And if you think I'm going to war without one, mate, you're mistaken. Does that now mean that you have to like renounce your like your British British citizenship? Yeah. Now yeah. I am basically you're free agent. an alien. I don't have <laughs> You're a free anything. agent. I don't have a I don't have a country yet. I am a free agent for countries. If any countries want to adopt me, let me know. Um <laughs> But yeah, wow. I don't I don't like tea. It is well, surely that makes you a default American then, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So now when I was in America, their coffee's crap. 
Um, <laughs> can you say that? Yeah, I can. I can. <laughs> I just did. I just did. <laughs> now, you mentioned the ashes. To our Amer- American listeners, can you explain to them what the ashes really are and why it means so much over here? <laughs> the ashes? I, um, first of all, do I need to explain what the game of cricket is? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go through the whole rules or anything. No, no, like that, okay, but, no. Yeah. Cricket is a sport that's very popular. I think it's like the third most popular sport in the world, isn't it? It's at least because it's played in India and Pakistan, and the amount of people that play in those two countries alone makes it high up the ranking. Yeah. It's played traditionally in England, India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, some African countries, and Australia, New Zealand primarily. There's a few yeah. other countries that play as well, but Scotland yeah, no, try. Yeah, yeah, but obviously once every, once every two years there's a series between England and Australia. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's it's quite the rivalry, shall we say. Um, England-Australia, this this particular series means more than any other series. It's like, I, what I'm trying to think of, and it's kind of like a Yankees-Red Sox type of yeah. deal. Um, trying to think of any other American sports, massive rivalries in American sports. Um but <laughs> Yeah, that's not a rivalry. Is um, it not? No, you have to be good. Uh, yeah, good point, yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of like that. And I went to it on Saturday and it's just it's just the best. It's the best atmosphere. Such a sleepy sport cricket, but it just generates like electric atmospheres. And it yeah. doesn't make any sense. Like it's really awkward because I don't like baseball, but I love cricket. And um, people say, oh, they surely they're similar. They're not. I don't, I don't know why, but they're not. But the cricket was fun, but the reason why you're asking me about the cricket is because obviously we want to talk rivalries. Yeah. And England, Australia in their cricket is the biggest rivalry in cricket. And now we're in a position where we have teams as Chiefs fans trying to create rivalries, a rivalry with the Chiefs. Most are notably. We, are we trying to create the rivalry though? Is that, is that the thing? Are we, it's not it's, us, it's them. Well, it's I was them. Say, when you're on, the, on top of the pile, you're on top of that mountain. Are we really looking for a rivalry? Because nobody can rival us, can they? Not currently. But no, no it's not us looking for a rival. We don't want a rival. We no. Like, the Patriots never really had many rivalries. They had the odd one with Peyton Manning and the Colts every now and then, and I suppose Eli Manning and the Giants. But yeah. I wouldn't say they had any true rivalries. And now the Chiefs are the top dog in the NFL, and certainly the AFC. And we're all of a sudden in a position where teams are trying to label themselves as this rival for the Chiefs, most notably the Cincinnati Bengals. So we were, what we were going to talk about now is who are like the true rivals of the Chiefs? Like if you had to list five rivals to the Chiefs, who would they be and why? I mean, so we'll go, one, we'll go one off the other. You can go first. I was going to say, we're not going to be looking at like what potential rivalries are this season. So let's just leave that out. Let's just go with yeah. like at this current moment in time. I mean, you've got to say the Bengals. You've mentioned them already, the Bengals. They're one of the uh, the rivalries. They keep bringing up three and one. That Mahomes is, uh, you know, is is the son of um, Joe Burrow. And... Burrow had my ass. Burrow had my ass. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say, yeah, that's that. I mean, I would say it's a rivalry purely because of all the smack talk that they keep talking. Um, I, I don't know why they keep doing all this smack talk and no. trying to, you know, trying to make something that isn't there, but. I think the purely down to the the, the the trash talk and is that's built the rivalry, let's say. Yeah, I think the Orlando Brown factor builds into it this year. I think that makes it a little bit spicier. Um, 
a little bit spicier, I think so. And obviously, you have to look at their record and go, right, well, they've beaten us three out of the four times. And each game yeah. has been ridiculously close. But also, I feel like the Chiefs have had opportunities to blow all of those games wide open and have failed to take it every single one. It's not like the Bengals have battered us and been able, been close to opening up the games. It hasn't. The Bengals have won all close games. It's just every now and then during those games, the Chiefs just miss that little opportunity, that one opportunity they get to blow the game wide open. They do something stupid. And if they don't do those stupid things, they're arguably sitting here with another ring on their finger because that 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 ultimately has been the difference. So, yeah, I do class them as a rivalry, but I don't know if I class them as the rivalry going into this season. The hot take, I don't feel like the Bengals are going to be there next year. No. Not like they were this year. I think their division is catching up to them. I think there's a team in there that I'm going to – sorry, I'm first – Disclaimer, I'm going to break your rule. I am predicting future rivalry. Oh, go on then. Right, okay. Okay. Break my rule, Tom. I think the rivalry of tomorrow is the Baltimore Ravens. Really? Yeah. You don't think it's the I I feel like there was a rivalry starting to develop a little bit. Okay. And it was getting there, but then the Ravens just had a ton of health problems. Mm. And they never really were able to get to their potential, but that's such a good team, the Ravens. And you look at who they're adding year on year. They've now locked up Lamar Jackson for another year. Lamar Jackson, who won the MVP, what, two years ago, three years ago, was it? Yeah, Lamar yeah. Jackson single-handedly beat the Chiefs a couple of years ago. It was unanimous MVP. Yeah, unanimous. So famously, like, they are a stupidly talented team with a stupidly talented coach and a stupidly talented quarterback. So I, I'm going to say the rivalry of tomorrow isn't the Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals. I'm going to say it's the Baltimore Ravens. And that is itself going to knock the Bengals down as to not actually being a rival. You could also say the Dolphins might be the next rivalry. But is that purely down to the Tyreek Hill link? Or is that the fact that they're probably building a decent roster at the minute and they're expected to do well this year? Yeah, I do enjoy the fact that the Chiefs absolutely shat on that op- the opportunity for that to become a true rivalry by, by putting that game in Germany, by the way. Yeah. Now, I think this is the first podcast we've had since the announcement, isn't it? I think, is it? Yeah, you might be. It might be. Yeah. 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 Apologies. Sorry. I was ill the first time and, and my internet broke down the second time. That's why we've not been on a show for six weeks. So it's all yeah. Tom's fault, basically. Yeah, it was all my fault. And I don't like tea anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I, I was annoyed that we didn't get on a podcast about that to talk about that in particular. Mm. But I actually found out the day before that that game was happening and I really had to sit on it and I really wanted to be like the guy that said, ah, oh, Chiefs Dolphins, guess what? Tyreek's not getting to play our head. I really wanted to be the guy that broke it open. And I, I wanted to use headlines for it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> I really wanted to. Game in lights, mate. That, that, that yeah, could have been it, couldn't But it? I decided against it and <laughs> I, I decided not to tell anyone. But when I got told, and I'm not going to tell you who told me, but when, when whoever told me that that was that game, I just, you know, that scene in Jurassic Park when Matey Boy's going hunting for the Velociraptors yeah. and he's got his gun and he's looking at one. He's yeah. got one, he's looking at one. And then all of a sudden, the other Velociraptor appears and he goes, Clever girl. And kills him, right? Yeah. That's how I thought. That's what I was thinking about Mark Donovan, Clark Hunt, and anyone that had anything to do with arranging that fixture for. For, for Germany because it just completely shat on Tyreek Hill's moment 
And I know we're talking about this six weeks after the fact, and people on these other podcasts have probably talked about it already, but I just want to bring it up because it is the ultimate shit house move. It really is. It was great how they did it, I must admit, because they just let everybody think it was going to be some other game, some other matchup. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, and, and also as well, I think everything that was going on with the Bayern Munich link. Yeah. I think everybody thought the first game was going to be in Bayern Munich as well. And and yeah. it just completely, like you said, it came out of left field, didn't it? It just came out the side, the side eye, let's say. And, but uh, not letting Tyreek throw up the deuces in our heads. After he said he was going to. Is, yeah. Like literally two weeks after this, he was saying on his own podcast that he was going to. Is a wonderful move. <laughs> it really is. Cannot be understated. I know Chiefs fans are gutted to lose that game, but it's funny though that Tariq's not going to get that moment. Proper shot him down, didn't he? He's good because he's going to score a touchdown against us. He's he's because chances are the Dolphins will score one or two touchdowns, and chances are they're forced feeding the ball and he'll get his moment. But it won't I be the same. It won't be the same because it won't be a go-ahead score arrowhead. That two won't throw that far, mate. Yeah, just bloody hilarious. So, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know if I agree with you. I, I'm not too sure the Dolphins are considered a rival yet. There's probably a, a couple of teams I would put a, ahead of them, and that includes their AFC East bows, the uh, Buffalo Bills. Are they still considered a rivalry in your book? I don't know, because you can see. I, I think there was. I watched something before where they were saying about the Bills Super Bowl window could be closing. Um. And we all heard about, obviously, the Stefan Diggs unrest and stuff like that. And, you know, a lot of that kind of does dismantle a team sometimes. If one player is disgruntled and stuff and it kind of Mm -hmm. upsets the balance of the team and everything, doesn't it? So, I don't know. I mean, you you see the Bills. And when you see the Bills during the regular season, they are hot, right? They are really good. And I think they even beat the Chiefs, didn't they, at some point um, uh, during the regular season. And, you know, you you watch that team and you think, God, they're, they're... Definitely Super Bowl bound, and whatever it is, as soon as they get into the big games, into the into the playoffs, they can't get it over the line. Um, mm. You know, they, they they lost to the Bengals this time, didn't they? Um, Badly, and it it it's probably really frustrating being a Bills fan right now because you know the team is capable of doing it, and it's got yeah. got all the pieces there, but for whatever reason, and and we I know we keep saying that this. Bill's team was probably similar to how the Chiefs were prior to winning the Super Bowl, where they were just there or thereabouts. And it could be one of those years where it just suddenly clicks for them, like it did for the Chiefs. But yeah, but they haven't got their missing piece. Like, they, no, exactly. Who, who have they got to add to make the Bills a better team? What, <laughs> one more wide receiver? I mean, they've got a pretty decent wide receiving core already. But yeah, no, exactly. There was them. What else? Our missing piece. Our missing piece was the most talented quarterback that's ever been drafted. That was our that was our missing piece. Yeah, yeah. I I really don't know what then, their missing piece is. I really exactly. don't. Exactly. Have mm. they hit their ceiling? Are they, are yeah. are they a team that now is just going to rely on being a good team and then every blue moon they put it all together? They managed to put it together for three games and the Chiefs have an off day. Is that going to be? Is that their route to the Super? Possibly, I mean, I, I, I mean, you can't, you can't, hundred percent say that they're not going to get to the dance and they're not going to at least, at, at least no. challenge for one. But you wouldn't put money on them. But you wouldn't put, yeah, exactly, yeah. You wouldn't put, you wouldn't put your house on them to actually do that, or even fifty pence. Put it that way. Um, so, 
I would say there's still a rivalry with the Chiefs because of how similar setup they are to the Chiefs. Okay. But yeah, I don't know. It's it 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 never seems to material like rivalry just seems to fizzle out in the playoffs, doesn't it? <laughs> Okay, so, so we've got... Was that four? We've got three so far. So we've both said an AFC North team each. We, we kind of agree with the uh, Bills. I don't... We, we're not including the Dolphins. I'm overruling you on that one. All right, um, okay. I'm overruling that. So let's let's say one more, one more. So... Are you going to go in-house? Are, are you going to go in the AFC West? I'm going to say an AFC West team. <laughs> and I think it's the Broncos this year. Yeah. And I think it's because of Frank Clark. You think he's going to be the difference? I think he's going to make it a rivalry. Yeah. Like, we we know Frank Clark. We love Frank Clark for being, like, WWF-style smack talker. Yeah. And you better believe he's going to be like that. Oh, he's great in the playoffs, though. He's not great in the regular season, though, is he? Yeah, but he's still going to be like it. I think he's still going to talk, talk. and, And I do think... The addition of Sean Payton makes a massive difference to that team. That's what the big difference is for me, yeah. I think he Sean is, Payton's going to be big. He's going to be their Andy Reid. Mm. Like, I don't think he's going to be as good as Andy Reid, but I do think he's, he turns that team around in a similar sort of vein that Reid did to the Chiefs. Like, straight away, bam, year, year one. Yeah. Noticeable difference, tangible difference, and that will only get better and better. Russell Wilson cannot be as bad as he was last year. Mm. And... They are uber talented across the board. And they yeah. always play the Chiefs close as well. We hardly ever blow them out. So I think it's the Broncos. I want to say the Chargers, but the well, Chargers. What does at this stage? But yeah, I don't want to be that guy. Everybody's like, well, wait, maybe it's the Chargers here. Maybe. Um, yeah, no. Does Kellen Moore make that much of a difference for the Chargers having no. a capable ace OC? Are they no. the same amount of Chargers? No, I, I I think they need more than just an OC, mate. I really do. What do you think? What do you think will happen with the Chargers if they say they don't make the championship game? Let's say they win one playoff game and then they get knocked out in divisional round. What do you think? Do you reckon that's the end of Brendan Staley? Ah. Uh... Possibly. Because they're uh, another team. They're another team that's stupidly talented, but cannot really push themselves any further, can't go over the line. They're, it's the problem with the AFC. The Chiefs have absolutely destroyed the AFC as a conference. Yeah. Because we've got so many teams in that conference that would be pushing and pushing hard for yeah. a Super Bowl berth if they were in the NFC. Yeah. Ravens, Bengals, Bills arguably Jets, Dolphins, Chargers. Mm. Would you say that they're all better than every NFC team, maybe except for the 49ers and the Eagles? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they just can't go over the hump because of this, this one quarterback called Patrick Mahomes and this one team called the Chiefs. So I don't know if I, do you know what? Maybe the rivals aren't in the AFC. Maybe the rivals are in the NFC. Maybe the Eagles are the new rival for the Chiefs. Yeah, and and again, it, looking at it like how they actually took the uh, the Super Bowl loss, I thought I thought they were great. I thought the Eagles fans were really good. I mean, yeah, you got that odd thing there where they were talking about, well, you know, such and such got hold held, and you didn't have this call, and you didn't have that call, blah blah blah. You get the, you always get those naysayers, don't you? Mm-hmm. Whenever whenever there's a, a Super Bowl loss, 
I know we did the same thing when we lost to the uh, to the Bucks, but I think taking it as gracefully as what the Eagles did, it just really kind of uh, really put a little shine on the on 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 winning that Super Bowl because we obviously had the Kelsey Bowl, which was a big thing. It was a feel good factor of everything, and mm. you know it just felt like it was a big celebration of football in, in that Super Bowl, wasn't it? And the game just turned out so electric, it was such a fantastic yeah, yeah. game, one of the best Super Bowls we've seen. Um, so rivalry rivalry wise. I would probably say that for football content, yes, but for trash talking, it's not really that that kind of rivalry, is it? It's 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 more of a respectful rivalry. Yeah. So if if, if we're going for the whole trash talk, Bengals, talk, whatever you want to call it, it's the Bengals. <laughs> it's the Bengals. Yeah, but for for pure football rivalry, right now, I I I still can't believe I still watch that. That game back in the Super Bowl, I watched it back a few times, and I still watched that Eagles O line. It was so phenomenal mm. that I just, I, I'm, I'm just transfixed on it whenever I see that game because I, yeah. I, I can't not watch it. I know a lot of the time I like to skip towards the, you know, the, the Chiefs scoring touchdowns and everything like that, but just seeing that O line work was, it was football heaven, crazy. Yeah, if oh, you yeah. were a neutral, it was football heaven because it had a bit of everything. It did. Excellent offense, some good defense, and a semi-climactic finish. So, yeah, I, I don't think it is the Eagles. No. I think, hand on heart, we have to, after all of that, I think we have to say it's the Bengals. Though. <laughs> and the Chiefs are playing their part in the trash talk because the Mahomes comeback to Jamar Chase via I Twitter I was gonna get to that, yeah. is the hardest flex I've ever seen in my life. Is it that? Is it? What is it? What yeah. was it? That was who, it. Yeah. yeah, I'm just doing the no, doing that, the fingers. That, that that's who that was. Yeah. That was the famous quote. I, I just, you know, do you ever like sit there and like write something or think of something that you've said and start laughing to yourself because you think you're the funniest person on earth at that moment in time? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I do, do it every time. time. Every tweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do it all the time. The missus is constantly like that. I mean, like, what are you laughing at? What have you said? And I'm like, because I think personally that I'm the funniest person on earth. My, other people might not think it, but I do. Um, so, I, how do you reckon Mahomes was? Do you reckon Brittany was just sitting next to him as he was typing that me- tweet out, going, "What are you doing? What's that stupid smirk on your face?" And he and be like, goes, <laughs> "Yeah, sitting there giggling away." <laughs> I, I just giggling away. <laughs> yeah. You need to put like beavers and butthead laughs, just like <laughs> over this as you're going through. You can sit there going, <laughs> <laughs> and as he said, said, and he was like, Watch this, <laughs> and then his phone just blow up. Like, do you he surely he doesn't keep notifications on? I, I absolutely would if I said something like that. Just hear my phone going, Beep. I like to think that he keeps my notifications on. <laughs> whoever, I, I bet he's, I bet he sent that tweet. I bet whoever looks after his socials normally probably thought. Oh, thanks, Pat. You've just made my life so much easier. Because it, it's going to go for like all the engagement rates at the end of the year. Oh, we had this really high engagement rate in the middle of June. It must have been something yeah. that I'd done with <laughs> my tweet. You know the beauty of it, what Mahomes does, though? He doesn't react straight away. No. Does he? he? He waits for a moment to actually just go, right, there you go, there's my response. I mean, we've, we've seen it with, uh, you know, he's counting on the fingers, uh, yeah. you know, during that game. You know, he's counted to 10 because obviously, the, you know, teams that actually, you know, missed out on him. Um, and it's just things like that where he keeps locked away and he just waits for the right, right moment to just mm-hmm. drop it, drop it in there, just like a little pebble. Yeah. 
Yeah. And he just causes waves from that little pebble, doesn't yeah. he? That, um, and that was that was a prime example of it. You know, Pat who, that's who. Um, yeah. It was it was sweet. And the amount of people that retweeted it as well, it just blew, yeah. up, blew up Twitter, didn't it? It was great. I had loads of people like coming at me on Twitter and in the comments of Arrowhead Pride for referencing him as Petty Pat. And he absolutely is petty. Petty Mahomes, that's what I call him. Yeah, he absolutely is a petty guy. And I think I love that about him the most. Like, of all of his traits, it's the fact that he just sees, hears everything. Like, everyone knows the the, uh, the famous, I took that personally quote from yeah. Michael Jordan and him saying about how he made stuff up. Mahomes is absolutely that guy. I think He's, you need that, though. I think I think you need that to be a top level athlete like that. You need to believe you but are the I best, but and no, you no, are showing people. Every, no, I refuse to believe that every athlete that is considered like every athlete that's professional at mm. some point has been at the top of their game at their level. Yeah, whether it was when they were younger, whether it's now, whatever division they were at, when they've gone up through the ranks, college, whatever. At some point in their life, they have been the best player around their peers. Agreed? Mm-hmm. I refuse to believe that all of those people have that same, had that same mindset as what Mahomes has okay. now. Okay, I'll, I'll change that. Not every player has to have that or every, every athlete has yeah. to have that, but every legendary athlete has to have that to be the greatest. They have to I have suppose that. You, you only have to look at Tom Brady when he was doing the whole, oh, you nobody believed in us, that speech. Yeah. Um, Years you're ago. too old, you, you know, like uh, the whole, you know, Julian Edelman thing. You're too old, you're too old, you're not meant to be here, you know, shouting at, at Tom Brady and Tom Brady's yeah. like just lapping it up, you know. And like you said, it's making stuff up as well. But also, there was some truth to that in a way because, it, there was. I mean, I was saying it, you know, Tom Brady's too old, he shouldn't be winning Super Bowls and he, he can't win another one, surely. And he won another two after the last time I yeah. mentioned it. So, you know, he, he will hear that and he will feel that. And I think, you're right. Patrick Mahomes is very much on that level of legendary status, where he uses that as fuel. And even a, even a small, minute thing like that, like Pat, who he'll use that to the best mm-hmm. of his, his of his ability. And but he's he's so cocksure about himself, the confidence that he uses from actually his abilities to play. Yeah, but he doesn't come across as like an absolute <laughs> about it. No, where some people do. Yeah, so they'll come across, you know, if you are the greatest at something, you know, the arrogance spills out, doesn't it? But yeah. I think Mahomes just injects that a little bit now and again just to go, just reminding people that he is the greatest. He is yeah. one of the greatest. Of, you know, it's funny things. you mentioned that. It's a famous video that is kind of hard for me to explain, but I encourage anyone to go off and find from YouTube after this. But I talked about the ashes earlier. And there's a famous video from one of the Ashes series, like I think it was about 10 years ago, where um, Aussie, an Aussie batsman said to James Atten, so Mitchell Johnson was the, the Aussie batsman and the bowler for England at the time, who's still bowling now, is a guy called Jimmy Anderson, wow. who you guys wouldn't have heard of, but he is like a god, a cricket god over here. <laughs> and the, he's walking back to taking his position to bowl the next ball. And the Aussie batsman said to him, I don't know why you're chirping for, which basically is, I don't know why you're talking. You're not getting any wickets. So basically he wasn't getting any outs in baseball term. And then the very, very next ball, Jimmy Anderson runs up, runs past Mitchell Johnson, 
bowls the ball and takes the stumps clean out and gets a wicket. And then he just stands there and just stares back at Mitchell Johnson the whole time. And that that's kind of like, like Mahomes was like, it's kind of what like yeah. Michael Jordan, like Tom Brady was like, just the ability just to like switch on or just get that little bit of trash talk or that little bit of slander and yeah. just use it as fuel to just to perform at the peak of your game. Honestly, everyone go onto YouTube and find this video because it is unreal. It's so well-timed. Like cricket, you, you get out, you might get a wicket every 150 deliveries, every 150 balls. That's the, they're rare cricket uh, wickets in test cricket. And for him to go on that exact ball after someone took that much, it was just perfect. Honestly, it is the pinnacle of cricket in that moment. It's an unbelievable video. Fittest legend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you need in cricket. Yeah. Um, just while we're on talking about uh, Petty Mahomes and obviously getting his ring and doing his, these, you know, showing his showing his bling. Um, <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about the uh, the Chiefs Super Bowl rings. Mm-hmm. Now we've all been waiting to see what they look like, and obviously the Chiefs went to Union Station, which looked fantastic. By the way, that that venue was great, wasn't it? To actually see mm-hmm. um, the Chiefs rocking up and you know in all of their the the. The fashion attire and stuff, and it was really good to see them really enjoying themselves, and having a good time. Because the last time they did that it was during COVID, and they were all on yeah, their own was, separate. Yeah. They were all on the separate plinth things, weren't they? In the, on on Arrowhead Field, and it was like, what on earth is? You know, it was suddenly getting. To I the forgot point about. The, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. The the Chiefs really had a muted celebrations for for the first Super Bowl win, didn't they? Well, Mahomes' first Super Bowl win. Yeah, because I know they got the parade, but COVID really like kicked off. Oh yeah, two weeks after, yeah, the parade. Oh, yeah, it, it didn't they really, really didn't get, get a lot. They didn't get the White House visit, did they? They didn't get their proper celebrations. The homecoming game was half full. Hour yeah, oh yeah, but, but that was the reason for the uh, for the, the the music at the beginning of the show. It was "Hail to the Chief." It's obviously the um, the, the president's um, yeah. president of America's music, you know. Um, and that's the only the first time that the Chiefs have ever gone to the White House after a Super Bowl win. And it's their third Super Bowl. And it's the third Super Bowl. I mean, that was, that's crazy, yeah. isn't it? I mean, I, it yeah. probably wasn't a thing when they won Super Bowl four because I think they were thinking, what's this Super Bowl thing? You know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But um, I, in fact, it wasn't even a Super Bowl then, was it? It was like the AFL, NFL championships. Um, mm. And so to get that now and, and to see them, it, it it did feel very different this year because it did feel like, wow, we've won a bloody Super Bowl. You, you know, get they, to celebrate they, this time properly. Yeah, yeah, you really got to. And... and it was it was so fun to see it, but also I mean the rings. Just going back to the rings, um, I wasn't disappointed that it actually looked like the previous one because I thought the previous one was 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 beautiful. It was such a beautiful ring, you know, uh, the rubies on it and stuff, and all the diamonds on it. But they went all out with this, didn't they? They went all in with like the the huge size ring it was. I mean, the, the, I think my favorite part of the ring was. If you look down on the top of the ring, it's the shape of Arrowhead Stadium. It's the bird's eye view of Arrowhead, and I thought that was mm. that for me was just was just mint. It was brilliant. I mean, there's lots of like reasons of for how many diamonds they've got for this and how many rubies they've got for that and things like that. But I think that first thing there, looking down on it, I thought that was that was a really nice touch. They really thought about it. The cynic in me wants to ask this question: Do you think they put the amount of diamonds in first and then afterwards count them and think? What what can we say to match this number? 
Yeah, because isn't the one of them something like how many touchdowns they scored in the regular season or something? Is it like yeah, thirty sixteen or something? I don't know, but yeah, it's... And then that one year it'd be like, oh, what's Clyde edwards Alaire's receiving yards? Diamonds, diamonds in there. Oh, how many yeah. sacks did how many sacks did Lejarius Sneed get against the Raiders this year? Okay, let's put that amount of diamonds. <laughs> Just to, oh, we've got a space for another diamond. What can we put in? Yeah, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. It's uh, it it is interesting when they when they design them and they build mm. these things up, all these ring designs. And I don't know who was part of it this time. I, I have no mm. idea, but um, the the look of shock and uh, pleasure that uh, the players got trying these rings on and getting them on. And the best thing about it was, did you see those boxes with the TV? No, they, you know the ring boxes. You open them yeah. up, and in the back of the ring box, when you open it up, it's got the screen of the, the Super Bowl highlights playing really? as they opened up the box. Yeah, that seems unnecessary. Uh, unnecessary, but it's like you know any <laughs> any luxurious thing like that. But I'd I'd, I'd love that. I just want the box. <laughs> if, if there's a Chiefs player out there who can just send me the box, I don't want the ring. Oh, well, if they want to, if they want to send the ring as well, I'll have it. But <laughs> yeah. if they want to just send me the box, I'll quite happily have the box and just you know just display it in my house. Because <laughs> 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 it, honestly, it's phenomenal. It's really good, and I think there's a bit of um, uh, Super Bowl ticker tape in there as well, or something. It's a nice little touch they've got going on there. But I wanted to get your view on it because I wanted to understand the Super Bowl rings. They're garish, aren't they? They're huge things. Yeah, you can't wear them. You can't wear them anyway, can you? I mean, I know they're meant to be a trophy and that's what they're meant to be are, but mm. I think a lot of veteran players in the past who've won the Super Bowls had rings that they actually still wear now today. Yeah. You know, and, and it's got away from that now. It really has, because you're never going to see players walking into the you know in, in, uh, you know know into the stadium and then wearing the rings all the time. Walking right? into Walmart, just in their shopping. Yeah, it's warming up, yeah. Super ring on. <laughs> the ring's flying off. You know, oh, I, I forgot my wallet. We take my ring. It's currency. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do find it sad that sometimes that is the darker side of the NFL is that on occasions players feel like they have to sell their rings to make up some money. That's that's a, mm. that's a, that's a shame. But it I is a shame. Go, I know. Um... I don't want to go too gloomy on that. It's it's, it's June nineteenth, June twentieth. We don't need that type of conversation. <laughs> well, I was I, I was quite interested to know that in some championships, I don't know whether it's the actual you know NFL or anything like that, but they do actually have uh, Super Bowl watches and not Super Bowl watches, but championship watches, okay, uh, and things like that. And I thought that was you know that's a nice little touch. I like change it to something a bit more bling on the on the watches side of things, but yeah, you, you know American sports do medals, do they? Yeah, like we do medals for everything. <laughs> We're very British in that respect, aren't we? Yeah. But no, we don't. We don't do rings over here, do we? We don't do rings. We don't do botches. We just do medals. We don't do jackets. I like. I kind of like the jacket thing in golf they have, which is in the Masters, the green jacket. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's classic. Yeah, yeah. What do they do? Oh, in in um, uh, Tour de France, they do a yellow jersey, don't they? That's what yeah. you get. Um, I'd, but, I'd yeah. hate to think I was cycling up a mountain that man that that far, and then they just give me a jersey <laughs> that, that that I can Thanks, buy on DH Gate. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, heart attack getting up that hill. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be going through some arrow headlines. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. 
but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, and welcome back to the Great British Chief Show with Brad and Tom uh, we've been talking about the ring ceremony, and uh, there's been a lot of chatter about um, a particular player not turning up for the uh, for the ring ceremony, which really obviously got a lot of people concerned because this person's going through a lot of uh, contract negotiations at the minute. He's a big part of the uh, the Chiefs' defense, uh, and it's obviously Chris Jones. Um, so there was a lot of a lot of um, concern. From Chiefs fans everywhere, that you know, is this it? Is he? Is is this another player who's probably not turning up for stuff again? Because <laughs> I know yeah. Ceh had another thing where he didn't turn up for the Super Bowl parade, and he he had another prior engagement. But he's explained that in a in a press conference already. Um, but we didn't have anything from Chris Jones until today. Yeah, because he's was he sick. Apparently, he was sick. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean... was it. He was sick. Of course he was. Why are, we, why are we all suddenly thinking, oh, my God, he's leaving us. He's going to the Broncos. He's going here. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it turns out NFL players and athletes can get ill too. Yeah. Apparently, they're they're pa- look at that. They can get the <laughs> like the rest of us, can't they? <laughs> like, Chris, <laughs> you come in. Now I've got a dicky tummy. I can't come tonight. That, it's all right, mate. No worries. We get, I, like, I, I don't care if I had to... I had to in the ring box. I'm getting that ring. I'm going. I'm going there, and I'm making sure I'm getting that ring box. No, I see. I would like. I would hate the thought of if I had one day off sick that I come back and everyone's thinking I've gone for an interview at a rival firm. Like, <laughs> oh, Tom. Tom couldn't make it into work. He had a few beers last night. Oh, he, he's definitely not. He's not coming back. That bloke. He's not coming back. You might. We might as well fill his position now. Let's get rid of him. Like actually. Can I tell you a funny story about uh, about bunking off from work? Go on in. I don't Is think anybody's podcast listening relevant? From, and nobody's listening from my work. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, but where I used to work, I used to work in a factory. I used to be uh, used to do like car components for Nissan, right? And um, <laughs> I used to work night shifts. And um, one weekend, I was staying over at my girlfriend's house, who is now my wife, um, when she was at university, and 
I, I slept through. I slept through until the next morning. I was meant to be at work at six o'clock in the morning, right? And I'd slept through till about 10 o'clock. So what we had to do, we had to ring the security, uh, like, hut. So just to let them know that I won't be in. So they would take all the details, right? So I was panting going... Uh, I'm really, I'm really sorry. I can't get in today because I'm like, I'm like, I've got like sickness. I've got really, really, really bad sickness. And the security guard, obviously, clearly not convinced by my story, he went, "Do you want some bits with that as well?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, put that in as well. I'll have a bit of that." <laughs> what else do you, want, do you want me to elaborate this lie even further? Yeah, exactly. It just, it's funny though. Like in the real world, it'd just be absolutely mad to sit there and question while people are aren't at an event but in the yeah. nfl it seems absolutely reasonable to assume that because chris jones wasn't there it means he must be leaving he must be holding out or he's not a team guy anymore like come on yeah. the guy the guy is in love with this city i don't i oh. don't think for one second that he's not turning up to a ring ceremony purely because he's got contract issues and he has contract yeah. issues they are trying yeah. to renegotiate a contract. They need to come up with a contract with Chris Jones in the next couple of months before training camp or next month before training camp. Otherwise, we have got issues on our hands next season. They have to sort this out. If we want to be in the race to sign a DeAndre Hopkins or any guy that might become available, we cannot do that without a restructure. A restructure has to happen with Chris Jones or Patrick Mahomes, one of the two players. Yeah, all all um, all roads lead to that to being Chris Jones because that makes the most sense because he's going to be out of contract at the end of the year anyway. So there's no need to sit there and panic about him yet. Are yeah. we going to trade him now? Absolutely not. There's no point in trading him now. We traded Tyreek just before the draft last year. That enabled us, or yeah, that enabled us to spend a little bit of those on those draft picks, get the players we want. There is zero point in trading Chris Jones now. There is no point. Now, I don't think there's any point in trading Chris Jones ever, but even less so now. You trade him You trade him here well, in June. You're not getting a replacement. No. And you trade Chris Jones. Guess what? You're not winning the Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. You're not. He is the Mahomes of the defense. Okay, he's not as great as Mahomes, but he is clearly the best player on that defensive side of the ball. So the Chiefs want him. He wants to stay in Kansas City. He just wants to get paid his worth. It's oh, not yeah. like he's asking for Aaron Donald money. Even though he outperformed Aaron Donald last year, mm. he's not asking for Aaron Donald money. He just wants to be that second guy. And he deserves to be it. We can't carry on scrimping and saving, not paying the best guys. And I know this is going to lead on to another headlines you, you want to talk about in a minute. Yeah. But we have to recognize that the the premier guys, the, the, the true great guys in this team we have to keep hold of some of them and i know we don't want to be a top heavy roster that makes sense but there's certain guys that you have to pay and chris jones is absolutely one of them it's almost like soccer over here you have a spine of a team don't you yes and chris jones is part of that spine you've got who is the spine of the team so who is it who who would you say is right now well you're obviously going to say mahomes kelsey um Jones and who was the well? You would have gone. You would have said probably Frank Clark, but he's gone now. No, but, no, you Nick wouldn't Bolton. say that. Yeah, Nick Bolton. Nick Bolton probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably Nick Bolton actually. But so you've got you probably have like four or five players who are the spine of the team mm-hmm. that you cannot live without. If you do, obviously the the rest of it just crumbles. But then you can. You can then attach things to the outside of obviously and build up this you know this new team. 
as long as you've got that spine there, that's the the that's the constant all the way. I mean, Andy Reid's part of that spine. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I believe in it because soccer has that. We we have you that. Either, you either need you either need a spine or ridiculous depth. Yes. And the Chiefs on the defensive line side of things don't have ridiculous depth. No. So they have to keep Chris Jones. But I think that's a choice that they choose the spine rather than the depth, which yes. we'll go into. Which we'll go yeah, into. Let's go into it then. Let's go into it. Let's go into it. So um, the other hour headline that actually came up. Sorry, we're going through our headlines here. And we're just like, you know, we didn't even mention that at the beginning of the show. All your hard work, man. We're not even mentioning it. But um, there was a, an hour headline here that, that ranked NFL's most cost-efficient backfields as running back positions continue to lose value. Now, apparently the Chiefs are at number three with their running back core. Um, and it it broke down the uh, the value, the price, the price tag of each one uh, for CEH, Jeremy McKinnon, Isaiah Pacheco, and Prince, the new guy, Prince. Um, and they paid they they paid relatively peanuts compared to other teams. I mean, the third in this ranking. Yeah. Um, and yet we've gone ahead and we won a Super Bowl. I mean, Jeremy McKinnon I'm there, but he's getting one point one million. Yeah. Um, you know, he was probably one of the best players that we've had for the last couple of years, I would argue. Mm-hmm. Um and Isaiah Pacheco is is eight hundred and eighty nine thousand. Yeah. So um it begged the question when I saw that, I thought, is is Veach playing moneyball? Because the reason I think that is because he went really cheap with the running back core, he's gone really cheap with the wide receiving core, yeah. he's gone really cheap with the cornerbacks. As well. Now, he these were normally, him, has he? yeah, but these are historically in the NFL, these are real prime positions. Yeah. Um, that were very highly paid, wide receivers, especially, um, and cornerbacks are, you know, to be a, a, a premier wide, uh, premier cornerback, you were getting, you were, you could really kind of get a blank check for what you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times. And, but the Chiefs don't seem to have that. And this, it's going back to what we were saying before, they have the spine. Of the star players there in Mahomes, Kelsey, Jones, and you know Reed and everybody like that. Um, but do you think that that that's Reach planning or playing Moneyball on that because he's got away with it once? Do you think he's that's that's his mindset at the minute? I think he just values positions differently to every other. Yeah, yeah. I think the positions that he values are the interior offensive line. Mm. And then he's caught back and obviously he's superstar tight end. Yeah. But I do think he can get away with it because of Reed and Mahomes on yeah. the offensive side of the ball. Like running backs, running backs are a hard one anyway because they're just not getting paid full stop. They're really. Not, no, they're not. Everyone like Dalvin Cook's been released at 27 years old. What like, how has he been released at 27 years old? He's a great player as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy to think. It's crazy that now running backs find that or teams find running backs expendable when they're 27. Like, oh, we don't need him anymore. And it's, it's, well. just, it's just the way that the NFL has gone. That I suppose they just believe that it doesn't really matter who has the ball in their hands as long as the scheme, and the, if the scheme's right and the running back plays the scheme, then it should be okay. Obviously, yeah. you get a few running backs that are um, upper level, shall we say, in like Derek Henry, Christian McCaffrey, but yeah. maybe they don't feel like that they make that much of a difference. It's actually the analytical side the the scheme side of things which make more difference than the actual running backs talent itself so yeah. i get why running backs aren't being paid and i don't think we'll pay anyone i, I still i don't think isaiah pacheco will get a, a big contract from the chiefs when it's all said and done i think he'll get offered a a good money contract and 
probably he have a decision to make whether to accept it or go on to another team. And he might get a little bit more, but maybe not too much. But the cornerback one's the one I find the most interesting because he's always gone cheap, but he's invested cheaply in the position. So he's, what I, by what I mean is he's got late round picks and late round picks traditionally get paid less, less money. Yeah. And they have to massively outperform their draft pick for them to get paid. And now we're in a position where actually these guys are. The Jairus lead has massively outplayed his draft position. Mm. Joshua Williams massively outplayed his draft position. Jalen Watson massively outplayed his draft position. The only guy you can say who's maybe playing at par is Trent McDuffie, but he's a first round draft pick. So he needs to get paid if he carries on. I think that's the, the bit where it will get really, really interesting is when one of these corners asks for a contract. It's going to be Legereus need first because the Chiefs out of nowhere have got like a top 10 cornerback room. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Like Legereus need is one of the most versatile weapons you can have in defensive backfield. Trent McDuffie looks like a stud in his first year. Yeah. And then these one, these other guys, Jalen Watson and Joshua Williams, as a pair and as a tandem, they look very good as well. So I'm really intrigued to see how he's going to get on with trying to negotiate those contracts because I think we can all admit that we want to keep one or two of those guys around. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be in a position where we're looking again for trying to draft corners. Or on the other side, Brett Veach might think, I've done it once before, I'll do it again. I'll keep going to... I keep going back to this well of late round draft picks and keep going cheap on, on, on cornerbacks. On the receiver side of things, it will get interesting to see what happens if Tony is the breakout star that a lot of people are predicting him to be. Mm, yeah, like if he is, I, I obviously I sit here every day and curate content for our headlines. The amount of articles that I have read this off season tipping Kadarius Tony to be the breakout star of the 2023 season. Like I've lost count. Like uh, honestly, if I didn't know anything about the NFL and all I was going to do was was use what I've read this off season to draft a fantasy team, I would be drafting Kadarius Tony first overall. Yeah. That's how much he's been picked to be this guy. But if he is this guy and he does stay injury free and he does have this all well season, What's Veach going to do then? Is he going to pay this guy? He didn't pay Tyreek Hill. And I'm not sitting there saying that Tony's going to be in a position where he can become the highest paid receiver like Tyreek Hill was. But what if Tony comes to the the table and wants a Juju contract or Mm. a um, a Odell Beckham Jr. contract with the 18 million year or the Christian Kirk with the 19 million year? Again, is is Veach going to be like, Actually, yeah, no, I'm going to trust this money ball system and I'm going to go out and do it again. I'm going to get it's, somebody who gets on base. It's, yeah, it's such, it's such an interesting <laughs> way to watch GM because he's playing chess while the rest of the GMs are playing checkers. Yeah. And he's the one winning at the moment. And I, 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 I would love to know what conversations they're having as a, as a room before the draft. When yeah. they're sitting there and they're going through contracts, going through players, going through debt, prospects, I'd love to know how they're sitting there and building a team. Someone needs to sit Brett Beach down and just, or like maybe when he's retired, like release his memoirs 
Like, let's get yeah. Brett Veach's memoirs into team building because it's fascinating because it's working. And obviously having an alien at quarterback, an alien at tight end, an alien for a coach, uh, an interior offensive line, which is the best in the league, obviously that helps. But what he's managed to assemble outside of that is mm. equally as impressive what he's assembled with the superstars as well. I just think he, at the moment, it's like no one comes close to Brett Veach. He's just, he's just winning, winning yeah. life. I think he's, I think you're right. I think his draft, I mean, the first couple of drafts, I would say, I would argue that they weren't particularly great. I mean, we, we all know no. about some of the draft picks we would like to forget about there, but yeah, lately. But the first draft, absolutely. His second draft, remember, he got done. He got blindsided by the Tyreek Hill news. Oh, totally. On the day of the draft. Totally. Yeah, that, I, I, I maintain that, that the release of that audio on the day of the, the draft, uh, when he drafted McCall Harvin, absolutely ruined his day, yeah. ruined his plan, 100%. Because we all thought at the time, right, that's it, Tyreek Hill's going to be suspended. And, yeah. and his draft, I feel like his draft board was ruined by that. So he gets a pass on the far, first two, but since then he's been money. Oh, yeah, he's been money. Yeah, he's definitely been good. Um, but I, again, I think he's learned a heck of a lot as well from it. Um, and he's he's just got better and better, like a fine wine. Aging like a fine wine. Aging like a fine wine. But I mean, long long may it continue. I mean, if these new rookies are going to be, uh, you know, contributing as much as what the uh, the last year's rookies were, um, you know, yeah, I mean, where do where do we even where do we even stop this team? How do you even stop this team? Um, very interesting. Look forward to it. Very looking forward to it. Right then, anything else you want to cover? No, I think that's a nice break in for six weeks. For six weeks? Interval. Six. I think it's for a another nice six. We're not back on for another six weeks, we're not. <laughs> no, no, I'll be back. And remember, I'm going to send this reminder out to everyone. Remember, guys, it's the middle of June. Nothing really matters at this moment in time when it comes to the NFL season. Please yeah. just calm down. If you think. Our podcasts, oh, they're a bit too mellow. They're not, they're not amped up enough for a podcast yet. They, they need to be a bit more. Come on, the NFL, NFL, yeah, Chiefs, Chiefs football, let's go! Yeah, come on, it's June. It's remember June. this. It's hot, sweating, and it's really hot in the UK. So just chill, just chill out. Leave a review, but come on, it's chill. It's June. <laughs> Before we go, I actually wanted to give a shout out to uh, to Rocky Magania. Uh, and Caleb James for actually stepping in and making yeah. the not so British chief show, which yeah. I was laughing at, at the beginning of that show because they were talking about, well, well, I ain't British. Are you British? I ain't British. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> so it was good fun to listen to them. So uh, thanks very much, lads, for uh, for stepping in for us while we uh, we had an extra long break because of Tom. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, uh, that's all we got time for this week. We'll be back in two weeks' time to link up with you all again and give you our thoughts on the latest news coming out of Chiefs Kingdom. As always, stick around for more of your favourite podcasts from Arrowhead Pride and make sure you get all of your Chiefs news. Chiefs news! <laughs> Where have I stolen that from? <laughs> get all your Chiefs news from our website, arrowheadpride.com. But all that's left to say here is, from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon. <laughs>